MSW Media. News with swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, February 26, 2020. Today, Trump goes after RBG and Sonia Sotomayor. The Dow continues to tank from the coronavirus threat. Roger Stone hearings happened today. Still no ruling on the McGahn and Mueller cases. An uprise in New Delhi. Former U.S. senators criticized the current Senate. Trump eyes Ratcliffe again for the DNI. A massive embezzlement scandal of Border Patrol union funds and its debate night in America. I'm your host, A.G., and with me today is Amanda Reeder. Hello. How are you? Mm, good. I'm much better today. Yes, me too. We got so many nice tweets from people, you know, who were who were commiserating with us or thanking us for sharing our crap yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good to be vulnerable sometimes. I think so too. Mm-hmm. I got scolded for interrupting you again. So I'm going to try to do better on that. <laughs> I was just, I think my, do you ever have like the day when you're so stressed out or yeah. upset? And so your emotional intelligence is just exhausted. Yeah. And so you can't tell like when you're being a dick. I, I I don't think you were being a dick. Well, <laughs> but 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 you know, but I could do better. Uh, and I think when I'm focused, it's, it's yeah, we get in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so um, and when I'm not like emotionally exhausted from yes being sexually harassed and assaulted, mm-hmm. uh, then I I probably uh, do better. So I do apologize for that. It's all good. Word and um, so uh, real quick before we get into the mm-hmm. hot notes. Every week, we're waiting to see if the appeals courts make a decision on the McGann case, that mm-hmm. that's the subpoena for McGann to testify a long time ago mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> in the impeachment uh, proceeding from the Mueller investigation, and uh, Jerry Nadler's petition to the court to get the underlying Mueller evidence, the Mueller mm-hmm. grand jury materials. And again, another week, another Friday and Monday has gone by without a decision. So we still don't have a decision in those cases. Just twiddling our thumbs. Yep. Just waiting. So that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Um, oh, I asked everybody for a lot of good news. We have a lot of good news. Good. So I'm excited to share all that with you at Sweet. the end of the show. And we got a lot of great comments from our patrons about the video Q and A's that we put up. Oh yeah. Although yeah, we we got some really nice ones. Um, <laughs> Except for the people who were like, "Can I get this just audio?" <laughs> well, yeah. Well, actually, there's a reason for that. Yeah. Um, one of our patrons said, "Hey, I live in a rural area, and I re- I don't have a very good Wi-Fi, and the 4G that I have, the connection I have, makes it really hard to watch the video." Oh. So he was like, "I want to watch this video, but my connection is shitty." So so we will be putting up um, future Q and A episodes as as uh, one video file and then also an audio post. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you can get them in your feed, in your patron feed, um, which is, you know, also you get the ad-free Daily Beans mm-hmm. and then you'll get these video episodes. And if you want to hear the Q&A episodes mm-hmm. from from patrons, you'll get them audio too. So yes. I, I have figured out how to do that. Mm-hmm. I did a little internet research. And, and you get to see the podcasts. Yeah. And we won't run out of SD card space next time. No, I just got a couple <laughs> 128 gigs on the way. So Yeah, we got some really nice ones. People said they wanted to see close-ups of your tattoos. 
Oh my. Yes. <laughs> I can do photos. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just walk up to the camera with my arm out. Hey. P- people were very disappointed that Jordan wasn't wearing one of her wolf shirts in this video. Well, okay. So we'll just have to make sure Jordan knows. Wolf shirts required. Mm-hmm. Yes. Was anyone upset I wasn't wearing a onesie? Uh, not yet. Although someone did want to know how Bruce Willis ended up on House Hunters. <laughs> oh, uh, funny story. I was on House Hunters a couple times. Uh, mm-hmm. First, because I was hunting for houses. Second, um, they did the Where Are They Now episode. Mm-hmm. And one of the criteria that I needed for the house I was hunting for was I needed two sinks in the bathroom, a vanity with two sinks, <laughs> because my cats drink and sleep in one. And then I would have one to use for myself. <laughs> And then they took a photo or like they took video footage of Bruce Willis sleeping in the sink. That's so funny. Yeah. We also got a, I love you. You're all beautiful. Oh, it's a nice comment. So yeah. So yeah. So become a patron if you want to see more video Q&A episodes. We'll be putting out plenty. Yes. Patreon.com slash The Daily Beans. The Daily Beans. And all that money goes toward this kind of stuff, making videos. Pay my rent. And yeah, we pay <laughs> way above minimum wage and, and have health care and 401k and profit sharing and all sorts of cool stuff. Um, all because of you guys. So thank you. All y'all. Excuse me. Thank you very much. All right. We do have a lot of news to get to. Thank you for letting me get through that. And uh, again, sorry we had sort of a down day, but it seemed like everyone sort of was okay with it. Yeah. You know what? We're human people. It's an indie podcast. People were like, you know what? I'm glad you talked about your bad day it made me feel like a regular person because I too had a bad day. I think yesterday was just a bad day. Yeah, fuck yesterday. Yep. <laughs> Good thing it's over. All right, we do have a lot of news to get to, so let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right, so uh, we can launch into some really great news. Major concerns over the coronavirus have caused the stock market to tank again today as Trump claims it's no big deal. Uh, just headaches. No, I'm kidding. Uh, he's told people not to make a big deal out of it behind the scenes because of the impact on the economy ahead of the election. He's afraid it's going to hurt his election, um, re-election mm-hmm. bid. Not, right. doesn't care about the people getting sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the CDC, meanwhile, said during a press conference that the American people should prepare for the possibility that their lives may be disrupted significantly. Um, they may have to stay home from work, school and daycare, and people should start making plans for how to handle that now. Uh, really start thinking about how you're going to if you can't go to school or work or take your kids to daycare Mm -hmm. how are you going like make a plan is what they're saying uh meanwhile trump is saying no big deal it's contained Mm -hmm. there's only 10 cases there's actually way more than that in the united states um 19 just over this weekend Mm -hmm. new ones um so then we have this guy named chad wolf one of the bad chads Uh, Getting grilled about it in the Senate, not able to answer questions and often answering them incorrectly. One example is when he claimed the death rate for the coronavirus is the same as the flu, about 2%. He was immediately corrected by a senator saying the flu death rate is actually 0.1%. You are way the fuck off, bro. Mm -hmm. And that's our expert. So we love that. And then, of course, I don't know if you all saw this or not, but the head of this, the acting um, department of Homeland Security was asking about asking twitter for tech help on how to pull up the coronavirus map so nothing to see here no big deal everything's fine oh jesus (laughs) and of course white house economic it wouldn't be a tuesday if white house economic advisor total idiot larry kudlow didn't weigh in saying that today the united states has contained the threat of the domestic coronavirus outbreaks quote we have contained this i won't say airtight but pretty close to airtight now why on earth do you think a rich wall street economic advisor to trump 
would come out in opposition to what the CDC is warning after two days of historic losses in the stock market. Hmm. Can't no imagine. Idea. Can't imagine why. Why he would do that. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I can't imagine why him and, and this asshole would say there's nothing to see here while scientists are saying it's not if, it's when. And this just in, Trump has now told Congress because he gutted the the funding for mm-hmm. it and um, because he fired everybody, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in like pandemic response mm-hmm. group in the White House, uh, got rid of them. He is now telling Congress that they are transferring the administration. Trump is transferring $37 million into emergency funding for coronavirus from the Low Income Home Energy Assistance Program. Oh, my God. Yeah. So- That's because he gave trillions in tax breaks to the super rich and there's no cash left. Yes. Right. And so where do we pull it from? Not Department of Defense. Mm-hmm. Poor people. Yeah. Nice. Great. Um, so that's good news. And then from the Washington Post today... 70 former Republican and Democratic senators have written a letter to the current Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like when I drink too much wine and buy myself stuff on Amazon <laughs> and then forget that I bought it. And, and then it shows up a few days later. But I always write myself a gift. I gift wrap it and write mm-hmm. a note. Christmas all year here you go hope you enjoy this (laughs) you deserve this bitch so these are uh, yesterday's senators talking to today's senators Um, in an open letter to the US Senate I'm just going to read you the letter Okay. Congress is not fulfilling its constitutional duties and much of the responsibility rests on the Senate we are writing to encourage the creation of a bipartisan caucus of incumbent senators who would be committed to making the Senate function as the framers of the Constitution intended. As a first priority, the framers explicitly entrusted all legislative responsibility in Article I of the Constitution. All legislative powers herein granted shall be vested in a Congress of the United States, which shall consist of a Senate and a House of Representatives. To the extent that Congress doesn't function as the framers intended, policymaking is left to the less democratic executive and judicial branches. Examples of Congress crediting its powers to the executive through the years include the power to regulate international trade, the power to authorize the use of military force uh, when the president declares national emergencies, the power of the purse. In addition, the partisan gridlock is all too routine in recent decades, and it has led to the executive branch to effectively legislate on its own terms through executive order and administrative regulation. The Senate's uh, abdication of its legislative and oversight responsibilities erodes the checks and balances of the separation of powers that are designed to protect the liberties on which our democracy depends. Anecdotally, we have been told by sitting members that the diminished state of the Senate has left them doubting whether there's any point in continuing to serve, and it's caused potential candidates to question whether the reality of Senate membership is worth the considerable effort and expense for running for office. We do not want to give the impression that we served in some golden age when the Senate operated like clockwork and its members embraced one another as one big happy family. Of course, that was never the case. Senators have always advanced strongly held positions and have vigorously engaged in legislative combat. All of us have vivid memories of tense times with difficult colleagues, but that is just the point. By design, the Senate is the place where Americans, with all their competing interests and ideologies, are represented and where champions of those positions attempt to advance their causes and work through their differences. Many call the legislative process sausage-making. That's a fair assessment. Legislation is often messy, but it's America's way of holding together a diverse nation. Our concern is that the legislative process is no longer working in the Senate. Several factors may be cited. Senate committees have lost responsibility for writing legislation. Rules are allowed... Uh, Rules allowing extended debate, a feature of the Senate that is essential to protecting the rights of minorities, have been abused as the filibuster and cloture have shut down action on the Senate floor. It is now commonly said that it takes 60 votes to pass anything in the Senate. 
This is new and obstructionist. It takes 60 votes to invoke cloture in the once relatively exceptional event of a filibuster. Filibusters are now threatened as a matter of course uh, and are too readily acceded to. Um, neither in committee nor on the floor do rank-and-file members have reasonable opportunities to advance their positions by voting on legislation. Mm -hmm. We believe a bipartisan caucus of incumbent members that promotes a fair opportunity for senators to participate in meaningful committee work as well as on the Senate floor could help restore the Senate to its essential place in our constitutional system. Its members would need to stand firm in the face of what could be strong opposition from partisans who prefer politicians who take uh, intransigent positions over those who champion a legislative process that celebrates compromise. This does not have to be viewed as a judgment on today's Senate leadership. It totally is. Instead, <laughs> it's a bipartisan act of shared responsibility and accountability for how we arrive at this point. We, who once held the office, uh, you now hold, are confident that service in the U.S. Senate is a, a high calling, as high a calling for you as it was for us, and we're, um, that you will stand up, um, sorry, you will stand up for you against any partisan oppositions. Uh, we will do so publicly and repeatedly in whatever available forums, and we're convinced that many ordinary Americans will stand up for you as well as they share our concern for the state of our government. We know that accepting this challenge may put some of you at political risk, but we're also confident that each of you chose to serve in public life to advance the cause of a more perfect union. Our hope is that all of you will accept this challenge to advance that timeless and higher purpose. The Senate and the proper functioning of our republic are simply too important to be allowed to continue on their present course. And... The end. Wow. Pretty interesting letter. It's all these letters that have come out recently from from judges and from former members of the DOJ and now former senators. It's it's just like every alarm bell possible is ringing. Every single one. Yeah, I don't remember this happening. The building's on fire. <laughs> totally. You know, <laughs> I don't remember this happening in previous administrations where former massive groups no. of of members of any agency in the mm -hmm. government would write letters to the current government to say, um, excuse me, <laughs> uh, you're fucking it up. Yeah. You know, they, I, I don't remember this. I, and we've seen, mm -hmm. we get at least 10 of these major letters a year now. Mm -hmm. So remember a couple of years ago after Trump first got elected and all of the major, like, you know, psychiatric and psychological associations came out with letters like um <laughs> is this man really fit to run the country yeah. oh fun, yep. fun times doctors and lawyers mm -hmm. and scientists you know all the stupid people yep um and that was sarcasm uh before, <laughs> before we go to the break it said that trump again uh is considering nominating ratcliffe to the dni position director of national intelligence that currently zero experience hack Richard Grinnell, uh, it's, he goes by Rick, I'm going to call him Dick, uh, is currently occupying mm -hmm. as the acting. Uh, Ratcliffe, as you know, was suggested by Trump already last mm -hmm. year for this job, but withdrew after it had been discovered he lied on his resume about his qualifications. I have super space beans on this. I think Trump is nominating unnominatable people, people who will not pass the Senate, so that he can keep Grinnell in there longer. Trump is also considering the ambassador to the Netherlands, Pete Hoekstra. That's a dude who was on the Intel Committee like 13 years ago. So I guess he does have a smidge of intelligence. Oh, God. Um, uh, experience? A smidge, yeah. Smidge. So we will be right back, though. We uh, um, Amanda's going to tell you about Trump's trip to India. Yes. Um, presumably to visit a Taj Mahal he didn't bankrupt for mm -hmm. once. Uh, if you want these episodes, again, ad-free, head to patreon.com slash the daily beans. We love you. Stay with us. After these messages, we'll be right back. 
everybody. It's AG, and this episode of Daily Beans is brought to you by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or that's preventing you from achieving your goals? Uh, everyone can use a helping hand from time to time. Trust me, I know. And getting help when you need it is the smartest thing you can do. I've had my own share of struggles with PTSD, and I've sought help for myself. Uh, I recommend trying BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network, which is available worldwide. They have people that um, specialize in stress and family issues, LBGTQ plus issues, um, PTS, uh, just all sorts of different specialists. And they personalize and match you to a counselor that can help serve your needs. Um, and a lot of this, to- a lot of times you might not have a therapist available in your area. But here you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor from anywhere. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in a waiting room again, uh, as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating a great therapeutic match, so they make it easy and free to change your counselor if you need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Check out their website for testimonials. And you can check out their website for testimonials. Visit betterhelp.com slash dailybeans. That's better H-E-L-P, BetterHelp. And join the over 700,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for Daily Beans listeners, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash dailybeans. All right, everybody, welcome back. So, Amanda, tell us about Trump's trip to India. I will. Um, So Trump took a recent trip to India to go Mm. hang out with Modi. Um, (laughs) uh, By the way, if you don't watch Hassan Minhaj's Patriot Act, he did a really great bit on Modi recently. Just in general, I've been learning a lot about India from from Hassan Minhaj's uh, show on Netflix. He is wonderful. Yeah, he is wonderful. Um, So while Trump was in India at a speaking engagement, he took the opportunity to shit on the women of the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. Love that. Um, defending his tweet, saying that uh, Judge Sotomayor should recuse herself, and also adding that RBG should too, and that's recusing themselves from anything Trump-related. So let's listen to the exchange between Trump and a reporter. You tweeted about Justice Sotomayor uh, yesterday, saying that she and Justice Ginsburg should recuse themselves from future cases dealing with the administration. What is the basis for your opinion on that? Well, it's very obvious. I mean, uh, I always thought that, frankly, that Justice Ginsburg should do it because she went wild during the campaign when I was running. I don't know who she was for. Perhaps she was for Hillary Clinton. You can believe it. But uh, she said some things that were obviously very inappropriate. She later sort of apologized. I wouldn't say it was an apology, but she sort of apologized. And then uh, Justice Sotomayor said what she said yesterday. You know very well what she said yesterday. It was a big story. And I just don't know how they can not recuse themselves for anything having to do with Trump or Trump-related. The right thing to do is that. Now, as a Supreme Court justice, is a different standard. But at the same time, I think it's a higher standard in a certain sense. So they'll have to decide what to do. But her statement was so inappropriate when you're a justice of the Supreme Court. And it's almost what she's trying to do is take the people that do feel a different way and get them to vote uh, the way that she would like them to vote. I just thought it was so inappropriate. Such a terrible statement for a Supreme Court justice. Uh, So his beef with RBG is essentially that she wasn't an outspoken supporter of his in 2016, which... 
not fas- not not fascist at all to expect your Supreme Court judges to be politically outspoken for you. Um, and his beef with Sotomayor is that she called the Trump administration out for having what appears to be undue influence over the court and how they operate whenever the Trump administration needs something, which is obviously true. Um, the most recent example was uh, the party line vote by the Supreme Court to allow the Trump administration to deny migrants um, entrance into the U.S. based on them having certain factors that would make them more likely to be dependent on government aid. Mm. One of those factors, by the way, was something as simple as poor English skills. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That, right? Yeah. Um, so Trump? <laughs> God, right. <laughs> she said that it was uh, usually incredibly rare for the government to seek a stay from the justices while a case was still making its way through the lower courts. Um, Sotomayor wrote in September, granting a stay pending appeal should be an extraordinary act. Unfortunately, it appears the government has treated this exceptional mechanism as a new normal. And we've talked about the mm-hmm. stays, too. Like, mm-hmm. every time he would get a stay in any of what, were the tax cases or mm-hmm. the McGann or the whatever, you know, cases are working their way through the courts, mm-hmm. they were granted. And, and and we were always like, why do they keep getting the stays all yep. the time? I mm-hmm. don't understand. Because it, it's not normal. It, it is. It's That's supposed to be an extraordinary. Yep. It's not a right. It's not some a right that you get. Mm-hmm. It's an extraordinary remedy. And so I, I think it's... I loved it that Sotomayor brought yep, that up. Absolutely. And so now he wants her to recuse mm-hmm. from anything having to do with Trump because mm-hmm. her, she's biased or something. Because she's trying to follow the letter of the law, mm. getting in his way. Yeah, I guess following the law makes you biased against the Trump administration. Well, basically, yeah, because you're criming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's criming. So if people are trying to uphold justice, then you're in his way. Um, and keeping it light here, <laughs> even more ominously, Trump seemed to suggest that there were other options outside of them recusing themselves. So take a listen to this. So let's see what happens. We have things, whether or not they recuse themselves both. I mean, look, Justice Ginsburg, during my campaign, you know, I protested at the time. She apologized uh, in a very minor form. And what Justice Sotomayor said yesterday was uh, really highly inappropriate and everybody agrees to that virtually everybody i've seen i've seen papers on it people cannot believe that she said it so what the hell is he talking about what else does he think he's going to do he can't fire them <laughs> well i think you know how he, he brought uh McEntee back mm-hmm. uh to to purge non-loyalists from mm-hmm. all government agencies mm-hmm. i think he thinks he can do that at the judiciary and 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 you know maybe not as much in congress but mm-hmm. i think I mean, nothing's going to stop him from trying. Mm -hmm. This is just an attack on people that disagree with him who happen to be women. Go figure. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, also while Trump has been in India, massive amounts of violence has taken place between Hindus and Muslims. Um, There are groups of Hindus and Muslims who have been clashing in the streets of New Delhi. um, And at least 11 people have, have died. Um, and the violence is in response to a new citizenship law that makes it easier for migrants of every South Asian Asian religion except Islam to become Indian citizens. Uh, Prime Minister Modi is a Hindu nationalist, and the people of India are rightfully afraid of what this means for India being an inclusive and secular nation state. So there are now threats from local um, Modi sympathizers that if the protests by Muslims don't stop, once Trump leaves the country Tuesday night, they will, quote unquote, come in and clear the streets themselves. If the police do not. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I'm not going to pretend to speak with any authority on the relationship between Modi and Trump, but um, one could easily assess that they are both uh, 
not kind to Muslim people. <laughs> and Trump has five properties in India. Yes. So, although the real Taj Mahal is not his. <laughs> but Ivanka was there with him. Yeah. yeah. Somebody, that's Taking what somebody tweeted. They were like, she finally wanted to visit a Taj Mahal that her dad didn't bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's fun. He seems to be, I was watching some coverage of this and he seems to be certain by a certain, by a certain group in India, which again, for obvious reasons, seems to really love him. Like there was a, I saw a clip of some man building a Trump shrine because he was so excited about his visit. There's like a lot of people in India who really love Trump. But he eats hamburgers. He does. <laughs> yeah. That's not it. They excuse it because of his religious bigotry. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cool. So those are some fun stories for you about his attacks on Supreme Court justices and violence happening in India. You're welcome. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And it, it, and it doesn't, it, like, uh, the projection of trying to get RBG and and Sotomayor to recuse Mm -hmm. while simultaneously uh, high-fiving people behind the scenes before packing the courts with justices that Mm -hmm. will support him. Yeah. Uh, Just is very odd. Odd is one word for it. (laughs) You know, it's, um, it's... It's a, I, mean, I don't know how many times we can say this, but it's a really scary day for democracy when the president is attacking Supreme Court justices. Yeah. So. And I'm still um, got 100% of my beans on the fact that the Supreme Court will rule in favor of the House um, in the Mazars and Deutsche Bank case. Mm-hmm. And you think there's enough neutrality left on the Supreme Court that that'll happen? It, it The subpoena power... Um, of the House Oversight Committee is very clear. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be a devastating, devastatingly, um, like horrific ruling if they broke ranks and mm-hmm. and and ruled to protect the president. Right. It would be like uh, pretty much unheard of, mm-hmm. just because the precedent is so clear. It's black and white. It's the law is the law. It's constitutional, and it's not up for interpretation of the Constitution. Well, Neil Gorsuch says he's a constitutionalist. It's right in there, right? And so, and I honestly think Gorsuch would vote to, mm-hmm. to for over on uh, come down on the side of the Oversight Committee mm-hmm. uh, in these two cases, and and probably also Cy Vance in the federal grand jury Mazar's um, case, too. All these are going to be argued March mm-hmm. 31st. We will have decisions end mm-hmm. of June. So we're still waiting again for that McGann uh, subpoena mm-hmm. case to to be ruled on in the appeals court. And we're also waiting for um, the Mueller grand jury material to, we're waiting for that ruling from the appeals court too. So that hasn't even gone up to, to the Supreme court yet. I thought for sure we would have decisions by now and they would also be heard in arguments March 31st. Yeah. It's we're cutting it close. Yeah. I mean, I, I very curious to know what's happening behind the scenes to keep us from seeing these decisions. I think there's a judge named Griffith, who's uh, one of the appellate judges, and I think that judge is on both, and I think that judge is a pro-Trump judge. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I mean, I, I don't know how, he's the same, no, it's Trevor McFadden who is um, delaying the House Ways and Means right. IRS tax treasury mm-hmm. debacle. That's different. Mm-hmm. And he's just sitting on his hands and not, not doing a ruling in that 
in that case. But mm-hmm. that is the dis- that's the district court. That's not even the appeals court yet. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the three judges, but I mean, there's three judges on each of these panels that are deciding the mm-hmm. Mueller and McGahn cases. So I, I don't understand What's what... the holdup for yeah, but I mean, I know that... Million dollar question. Yeah, it is. We'll just we'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, we we will be right back. We have more news. Roger Stone news. It's really uh, interesting. There's a little bit of a twist today in the Roger Stone hearings. So stay Ooh. with us. Hey everybody, it's Ag, and this portion of Daily Beans is brought to you by Third Love. You know by now, if you know me, that I am obsessed with Third Love. All my bras are Third Love. Uh, not wearing Third Love is akin to wearing a suit that's not tailored for you, with oversized clown shoes and a pair of glasses with the wrong prescription. So don't do that. Um, Third Love has created the most comfortable bra I've ever worn, ever, tailored to perfectly fit me and my individual body's shape. Many women, including myself, fall in between cup sizes, so I always had cup gap or cup spill. Uh, and, but not anymore, not with Third Love. and Because that always just made it incredibly frustrating to shop for bras for me. But now Third Love uh, has half cup sizes. They have over 80 bra sizes, industry leader, and they have their signature half cup sizes. You can find the right fit just for you. I took their fun fit finder quiz online. I was able to find my ideal bra in just a couple of minutes. They use your info plus data from millions of women who've taken the quiz, factoring in both cup size and breast shape to find the perfect bra for you. Breast shape matters. And every Third Love bra is made with lightweight, super thin memory foam cups that mold to your shape. They have no slip straps, smooth, scratch-free bands and they have the label printed on the fabric so it's not an itchy tag and it's all designed for ultimate comfort and with third love's perfect fit promise and this is the best part you have 60 full days to wash it wear it try it if it is not the absolute perfect fit for you and you don't absolutely love it returns and exchanges are free and easy and Third Love donates all their gently used bras to people in need. And so far, they've donated over $15 million in bras, supporting charities across the United States. So that's awesome. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash dailybeans now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash dailybeans for 15% off today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So Roger Stone hearings today. Um, first part of the hearing was open, mm-hmm. but then the second part was closed and reporters were listening in the courthouse next to it, in the courtroom next to the court where this was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was some audio, but the judge was really, really trying hard to protect the jurors identities, uh, because she brought in 11 jurors, um, to, to this hearing. Not all of them testified, uh, only a couple of them or three of them, I believe, Uh, The judge warned against tweeting um, and endangering jurors. And as she was doing that and complaining about the Trump tweets, Trump tweeted, saying, quote, there has rarely been a juror so tainted as the four women in the Roger Stone case. Look at her background. She never revealed her hatred of Trump and Stone. She was totally biased, as is the judge. Roger wasn't even working on my campaign. Yes, he was. (laughs) Uh, Miscarriage of justice. That's paving a way for a pardon. Mm -hmm. Sad to watch. He's not sad. Um, (laughs) He might be going a little bit insane, but he's not sad. I don't think he's capable of sadness. Uh, There's a lot going on in that tweet. Um, We learned during the hearings that the defense asked the juror questions uh, and didn't strike the juror. So, they, they, you know, the four women, because first of all, uh, Judge Jackson brought up the defense count, Stone's lawyers and then the DOJ lawyers. And we learned that, first of all, the defense asked the four women, four women, all the questions, mm-hmm. and they didn't strike her from the jury. Uh, and they also admitted they did not Google anything about the juror. Uh, that seems weird. 
Um, if, if like I've, I don't know, maybe I'm just watched too many movies about juries, but they do massive research on these folks, and mm-hmm. so I'm surprised that they didn't even bother googling any of any of them. Uh, at one point during the hearing, Judge Jackson became very angry when the defense lawyer for Stone suggested she stopped the defense's questioning of the juror. And she's got transcripts. We have transcripts. She's like, no, I, this isn't true, Mr. Ginsburg. That's the name of Stone's mm-hmm. attorney, he, who was brought on after uh, the conviction, by mm-hmm. the way. He, he, she's like, that's not true, Mr. Ginsburg. He did not ask any more questions, and I did not stop him. So that's a bad look to wrongly accuse a judge of something like that, especially when you have a transcript. Um, Ginsburg was also scolded about the most recent motion he filed for being uh, for Trump's consumption. She says it's marked by a tone I haven't seen previously in the proceedings in this case and, uh, and a particularly heavy reliance on adjectives. <laughs> she said the tone was unhelpful and didn't make the argument more persuasive. It made it less persuasive. Then Judge Jackson brought some jurors up to answer questions. She began by saying she'd asked the questions just her, saying she didn't want the defense to go on a fishing expedition here. She ruled that the defense did not meet the standard to get a hearing uh, to show the jury was biased by press reports during the trial, but she said she would allow a limited hearing anyhow. So she's going out of her way to allow this hearing. She doesn't have to. She's also allowed a hearing on whether the jury foreperson was candid. Oh, This is all today. Uh, The first jury she called said there was no discussion on the jury about media reports or evidence from outside the record. Jackson asked, did the foreperson encourage civility and respect among the jurors? And they said, juror A said, she absolutely did. She didn't try to force anything on anyone. We got along well. There was impatience at points, but we were able to slow ourselves down. Um, Then the next juror took the stand, juror B, and says she was not informed about any news or social media by other jurors during the trial. Because that's one of the things that Stone was accusing, uh, was saying that they were talking in the jury room, talking about media reports and stuff um, with the jurors. And this second juror said, no, there was nothing like that. And this person confirmed the four person was selected by secret ballot, as the first juror said, four, uh, four votes on, from by secret ballot. Uh, she said each person just said what they had to say, and the four person didn't impose any of her views on the jury. The four woman, in fact, was the only person who actually raised a question about one count that resulted in a jury question for the judge. So it's that because basically mm-hmm. that's like, hey, we should take a second look at this. Let's ask the judge a question about it. Yeah, she was trying to be impartial. Yeah. yeah. So it's not helpful for the defense here that they're accusing the one, the one juror who mm-hmm. slowed down deliberations. Mm-hmm. On one count it's not a good look. of bias, yeah. And then Jackson said she didn't see any point in calling any other jurors to testify other than the foreperson. And she warned everyone not to use her Twitter handle or say her name. The foreperson said she had shut down her Facebook and Twitter accounts on November 15th, and they opened them back up around Thanksgiving. The judge went on to question her about some of her social media posts. Um, and she basically was like, I, I don't think so. I honestly don't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can look back at the record. But none of it was intended to, you know, I think she made a post about Mueller. And Stone's lawyer said, asked about a post she made about rapper Chuck D. Um, but didn't, uh, I didn't really get any information on how that could show her she's biased. Um, she says she stands by everything she answered in her original questionnaire when she answered it. Because jurors not only get asked questions to see if they're going to be stricken by either side, but they also have to fill out these questionnaires. Um, she says she didn't lie in her questionnaire. She doesn't have any specific memory of her posts about the president or Roger Stone if she made any. Uh, ultimately, Judge Jackson did not rule on the motion for a retrial today. Uh, I, she has said 
uh, she wants to write mm-hmm. uh, her decision. So mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting her to, to reach a decision today mm-hmm. on Stone's motion for a, a new trial. Um, I, I expected her to have her hearings and then she's going to write up her decision. Her decision. Yeah. So that's a weird twist, mm-hmm. you know, calling jurors up and questioning them. And yeah. Is he just in jail until this is deliberated? No, I think he's um I think he's out uh on a GPS mm. situation. So he can't leave the country. Yeah, or mm. maybe his maybe he's on house arrest. I'd have to look that up. Enjoy your final days of freedom. <laughs> <laughs> that was mean. Unless he gets a pardon. Oh yeah. He probably will. Yeah. Let's be real. I mean that's every single Trump tweet about this is miscarriage of justice, biased yeah. judges. He's mm-hmm. just setting up the the, yeah, he's preparing everyone for the fact that he's going to give a pardon later. Yeah, and, yeah. and setting up the argument for it. Uh, also today, this is interesting, the FBI is investigating a massive embezzlement of Border Patrol union funds. The head of the union said law enforcement is working to identify who stole nearly half a million dollars out of the El Paso local Border Patrol union fund. Equally troubling, according to ProPublica, is evidence of more ongoing and widespread lawlessness in the agency's ranks. Uh, so it's not just about this embezzlement case, but the entirety of the Border Patrol over the past five years, they've had hundreds of agents who've been arrested on charges ranging from drunk driving to murder, raising alarm bells among congressional leaders. Mm. We expect there will be indictments. Uh, the FBI has not commented. I think I know exactly why the agency has been plagued with bad actors. Uh, when Trump called for hiring 5,000 new Border Patrol agents, they severely uh, cut back on restrictions and tests and the vetting process of Border Patrol agents because yeah. they needed to hire so many so fast. Mm-hmm. Also, the ads on TV were totally like Team America. If you remember the ones they put out like this time last year yeah, when they were doing a big recruitment f- push. Yep, I do remember. Ugh. Yeah, so there's your answer. Hmm. Put the, put the vetting standards back in for yep. agents. I think Jen Budd, when we had her on here, was talking about mm-hmm. that as yes, well. Yes, yes, she was. That was a really interesting insight. Phenomenal woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what's going on in the Border Patrol. Womp womp. <laughs> I wonder if the money was stolen because people were like, Trump needs it for his wall. It was, <laughs> I don't know. Um, a Beans. couple of people in the union like were just siphoning off this money. Mm. Like 150000 of the missing money was supposed to be used to make a tax payment. Mm-hmm. And somebody just pocketed it and didn't pay the tax. Sometimes I, I think I sit and think about the fact that both law enforcement and the Border Patrol Agency and, you know, prisons are all filled with white supremacists and my skin starts to itch. <laughs> anyway, keeping it light. Not all. Not all. Not all. Not all, obviously. But there are a high percentage. <laughs> right. It's like um, not all Republicans are racist, but if you're a racist and you need a party, <laughs> you're probably going to go hang out with Republicans. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <That's all I'm laughs> um, so it's debate night. It is. It's happening right now, actually. It's 20 minutes into it. It's yeah. 5.22 p.m. Pacific time. I should be recording that. Tuesday night. Yep. So over the uh, the last time the Dems debated, Bloomberg took the heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think we might see a pivot uh, in the dais attacking the frontrunner, Sanders, since Bloomberg took a beating in the polls. Bloomberg went after Bernie today on Twitter, calling him weak on gun safety, etc. Uh, CNN has learned the Bloomberg team plans, he, he, like came out and gave his whole plan about how he's going to attack Bernie. He's going to attack Bernie for alienating black mm-hmm. voters, mm-hmm. including his support of the crime bill in the 90s. So watch for that. 
Uh, the problem, well, it's already over probably if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be watching for that. The problem for Bloomberg is that he's just not good at debating. Uh, so I don't know how easily he's going to be able to attack Sanders, but he's going to try. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how his attempts go. Well, apparently, according to the hashtag, I'm, I'm looking at live hashtag Dem Debate tweets right now. And apparently Liz is once again going for the jugular of Bloomberg. <laughs> so, nice. um, But yeah, it, it would make sense for them to, to attack Bernie. He is the front runner right now. Um, but it's going to have to be sort of this joint effort of like get Mike Bloomberg off the stage or, you know, out of the race, but also get Bernie. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I'm also going to be watching for people going after Bernie for bringing up the Fidel Castro stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely has a target on him uh, for that. Yeah. I, I and th- as being the front runner. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It just seems like I get I get I understand why there's this narrative of him being like a a sympathizer with Fidel Castro, but he's explained this answer multiple times. He's like, yes, I don't support authoritarian regimes, obviously. Is a literacy program good? Yes, it's good to teach kids how to read. Good things can exist within a bad system, obviously. Pretty dumb judgment, though, to like yes, you know, try to you. defend your socialism, d- democratic socialism, bringing up Fidel Castro. Like, there's tons of well, other he, literacy programs you could bring up. I think it's because he had to, though, because there was like a clip of him from the 80s saying it. And so that's why it's being brought oh, up now. So now he's so defending his you, Correct. 80s he's clip. not just like bringing it up randomly to be okay. like, I love I love Fidel Castro. No, hey, by the not. way, did I tell you? Yeah. No, no, it's not that. It's that they found a clip of him in, in like a very off the cuff informal interview from like 1985. And now he's having to defend it. Yeah. So anyway. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. I'm, I'm interested to see if Warren gets another really big fundraising boost after this because she is, you know, she's such a good debater. The last day it was so good. I'm interested to see if Mike Bloomberg does as badly this time. And I'm interested to see whether this helps or hinders Bernie. And later this week, I'm interested to see if Joe Biden does take South Carolina. Yeah, he's he's ahead, I think, by like four points mm-hmm. in a in a poll that has a two and a half point margin of error. So mm-hmm. we will see. Yeah. Uh, so anything else you're going to be watching for? Yeah. I'm, you know, I, the, it, the last debate gave Elizabeth Warren enough money to keep going. Like it gave her a huge boost of cash. And if this debate does, too, then her she has the money to keep going yeah. and to see what kind of impact she can make. But I do hope that after this debate, we have some people who drop out <laughs> because yeah. it's getting to be. Can we like narrow the field a little bit now, y'all? Yeah. And somebody put out a really good article, a really good op-ed about something called uh, what what he's calling the, a team of rivals mm-hmm. that Democrats need to put together, whether it's um, Sanders or Bloomberg mm-hmm. who gets the nomination or Warren, whoever it is, mm-hmm. you need to have uh, put put forth a plan to put ca- put all these folks in the cabinet, mm-hmm. include folks like Mitt Romney mm-hmm. uh, and Yang and, you know, mm-hmm. some people that might, might be a little more mm, over to the right. Yep. Uh, not that Yang is, but but Mitt Romney definitely is. Mm-hmm. Have McCraven be the secretary of defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they just uh, basically were saying. I think the, the idea of the article is progressives can't win without moderates and moderates can't win without progressives. Yep. Yep. And yeah. So, so it would be a bad idea for Bernie to fill his cabinet with people who are quite as left wing as he is. I'm curious to see what happens. He was recently asked who is going to pick his VP and he said not an old straight white guy. Okay. So. So not. a. Okay. Yeah. So. we Straight. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know if straight was used or not. I'd have to double check the wording on that. But I know at least he said not an old white guy. OK. So. so not Bloomberg, not Biden. Correct. Yeah. That would be wise. Yeah. Um, 
if he if he gets the nomination. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think that I think the winning ticket would be if whoever is the the winner of the nomination, mm-hmm. if they're a moderate, pick a progressive VP. Mm-hmm. If they're progressive, pick a moderate VP. So you think Warren would not be a good pick for Sanders as VP? She's a little more moderate than I, I guess everyone is probably more moderate than Bernie Sanders. Yeah, so yeah. I think Warren would be a good pick. Yeah. And it would uh, unite the like at least the all the progressives at least. Right. At least the main battle between right. Warren supporters and Sanders supporters. Right. But mm. um, yeah, he, he we'll see what happens. Hmm. Uh, I think they should announce their VP picks well before the convention. The question is. Like, I know that Bernie's spoken out in support of Stacey Abrams, but she also has a relationship with Mike Bloomberg, so she would be an amazing pick. Sort of. I mean, she took his money for her She took his money. For her, yeah. I mean, like, project. and get your money. Yeah. Get your money. <laughs> don't don't reject yeah. lots of money. Right. Yeah. Anything you're anything else that you're looking for? Nope. Nope. Just uh, interested to see um, how the dynamics change since Bloomberg got pummeled in the mm-hmm. last one. And his his numbers tanked a little bit. So I tweeted out after the last debate reply uh, at Daily Beanspot. I tweeted out, give me your feelings on the debate with three words and one gif slash gif, however you pronounce it. And the answers were fucking great. So I'm going to do that again. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do that again after this one, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet. I'm excited for that. All right. We do have good news. Very good news. So we will be right back with a good news block. Stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's AG. Even when I intend to be early, sometimes things happen and I'm constantly running late. Not constantly, but it stresses me out, especially on the way to the airport. Uh, because I always try to get to the airport early enough to avoid that. I, I might miss my flight anxiety. And that's why I am excited to tell you about Clear. I have had Clear for a while now, and you'll never run late again, and I love it. Clear helps you get through security faster with the tap of a finger so you can get to your gate and reduce pre-flight stress. Clear replaces the need for physical ID cards and lines using your eyes and fingertips to get you through security because you're the best ID for you out there. So create an account online before going to the airport. It's really fast and easy. Once you get to the airport, a Clear ambassador will help you finish the process. You can then immediately use Clear right then and there. It only takes a couple minutes. Clear helps you get through security faster and 65 plus airports and stadiums across the country with more being added every day if you're traveling with your family up to three family members can be added at discounted rates and kids under 18 are free when traveling with clear clear is the absolute best way to go through airport security it works great for pre-check too personally i hate being stressed during travel so i'm super excited to use clear so right now listeners of this show can go uh to clear uh, slash daily beans and get their first two months free so that is clearme.com slash daily beans and use the code daily beans. That's C L E A R M E.com slash daily beans. Code daily beans for free two months of clear. You'll be glad you did. Well, we'll float on good news is on the way. Okay, so here's some great good news today. First of all, there's a picture going on. Greta Greta Thunberg got to meet Malala. Love that today, and I it melts my heart. The tweet was so cute too. She was like, "The only friend I'd skip school for." Yeah, <laughs> that's so cute. Aw, I know. Yeah, and and Greta was like, "I got to meet my hero, my Aww. somebody I look up to." So that is fantastic. If you get a chance to find that, look at it. It's wonderful. Uh, Clinton has said she will back the Dem nominee no matter who it is, even if it's Bernie. Now, she didn't say that. I'm saying that. (laughs) Uh, And her number one priority is unseating Trump. So Mm -hmm. HRC is vote blue no matter who. That's good to know. Mm -hmm. Headline of the day. 
uh, Hot Pockets heiress sentenced to five months in prison for her role in the college admissions scandal. Of course, Jim Gaffigan is probably having a field day with this, saying, I bet her jail cell will be cold, except in the center where it's hot as lava. Uh, (laughs) Hot pockets. Um, Now that's going to be in your head for a while. Some personal good news from folks, um, from listeners. Uh, Heidi on Twitter, at Annoyed Oboist, says her chickens laid four eggs today. Hell yeah. Annoyed Oboist. Uh, oh, it was out of reeds. Oh, fucker. Um, <laughs> at Lee Millard 7 says her son came up, uh, came upon wild mustangs while hiking and she shared video. It's awesome. I love that. Um, at Mara Fafito helped someone in a professional capacity and instead of charging her money, she asked them to donate to her favorite political candidate who happens to be Elizabeth Warren. Sweet. At No Strobes says students at Penn State recently raised over $11 million to help children fight cancer. That's wonderful. Um, at Mr. Ken Allen says, a caucus, as a caucus observer for five Nevada precincts, he ensured rules were followed, that math was correct, and everyone was well-behaved. <laughs> the 150 Nevada voters he encountered took our right to vote very seriously, mm. uplifting his spirits, especially knowing our democracy is under attack. Um, at a mog named Barf says... His new business is up and running. You can find it on Twitter. It's called at Anchor Woodshop. It's live and his woodshop is taking shape. He's also excited to be taking his first steps to starting his own business. That's awesome. Indeed. Uh, At Bob the Bilbo saw Naked Gun with his kid and then provided a bonus gif of OJ flying over the edge of the mezzanine at the stadium. (laughs) Uh, At Knickknack68 shared that their 17-year-old son just got his first proper girlfriend and she's wonderful. All right. Uh, at Auntie Sue's made pan. This is the best. She made pancakes for work. Mm. First of all, awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then kept a few of the wonky ones for herself. Reheated them that night. Slathered them in Nutella and had them for dinner. Mm-hmm. It was pancake day, I think, in um in Commonwealth countries. Oh, is that? Oh, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Um, oh, pancake day. I'm down. Yeah, it's like a it's like a pre. I'm not going to pretend to speak with this on the authority anyway <laughs> pancakes it was it was pancake day something to do with easter etc wonderful oh yeah. fat tuesday situation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh and this one touched my heart from at w lane 68 today towards the end of a rough day as an elementary school nurse a cutie came in for an ice pack after bonking heads with a friend i was drinking tea out of a mug that said best nurse ever she looked at it and said i agree with that statement Made my day. I love that so much. I know. <laughs> Bonking heads with a friend. That's cute. Oh, love nice nurses pack. so much. Yeah, so, a nurse, right? My mom is a nurse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, she is. Yeah. Honestly, I. It's a uh, shaped my worldview. My mom is a nurse, and she's also a union organizer. Yeah. For nurses, which is really cool. And uh, yeah, having a nurse as a mom, you learn some shit about humans and. <laughs> and what they need when they are hurt or sick or scared. And um, I wanted to be a nurse when I was younger too, but unfortunately I'm terrified of blood. So it's not going to work out. Can't do that. No. I once passed out at a beach when a crab bit my mom's ankle <laughs> because she was bleeding. Oh, so, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't do blood. <laughs> sorry that happened to you. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not good with blood. Anyway. <laughs> well, hats off to nurses. Yeah, I love nurses and teachers. Let's get social. Hashtag. Okay, so trending today on the social medias is Dick Pound. 
And I found out why? the reason Dick Pound is trending is because everyone wanted to find out why Dick Pound was trending. As it turns out, Dick Pound is a member of the International uh, Olympics Committee. Okay. And he just put out a warning saying that, you know, the Olympics might be have to be moved because of coronavirus outbreak. Uh, but because his name was Dick Pound, everybody is now tweeting about Dick Pound. It's just a really unfortunate name. Or an awesome name. Or an awesome name, depending it. on how you look at it. Mm. Correct. So, Some people might how think you it's feel great. about Dick Pound. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love your face. Mm. Yep. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, good job, Dick Pound. Um, <laughs> so Chad Wolf and Dick Pound today. And, of course, Dick Grinnell, who Dick goes Grinnell. by Rick. But his, uh, his name's Dick. It's just the way that it's going to be. It is, yeah, going forward. <sighs> All right. That's why you listen to this show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the hard-hitting stories <laughs> about Dick Pound. Hard-hitting news. Oh. Um, all right. Well, I'm, I'm going to go catch the rest of this debate. I'm excited. Neat. Final thought? No final thoughts. Just keep trucking along, y'all. That's, that's all I got today. Same. Yeah. Same for me. Eat your veggies. Oh, yeah. And did you hear that the doctor, like the White House doctor, Ronnie Candyman, whatever his name is. What's his face? The guy who hands out pills. <laughs> um, he, for some reason, we found out that he was hiding cauliflower in Trump's mashed potatoes to get him to eat vegetables. And so that was oh, a pretty God. funny a thread as well, where people were like, did they put it in a spoon and go chug, 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 like airplane coming in to feed oh, him? Oh, my God. Yeah. So I'm waiting uh, if somebody can make me a photo of Trump in a high chair with Dr. Ronnie um, spoon feeding him some mashed cauliflower uh, with, of course, you know, food everywhere. I would be really oh my God. enjoy I would enjoy that. All right. That's it. Everyone, <laughs> please. <laughs> Jesus. News about, news about Trump's toddler-like behavior just makes me immediately disassociate and my brain drifts off to another realm. I know. I'm anyway. Sorry. That's okay. It's like, you could tell me about death and destruction, horrible political news, and I stay engaged. But the second I have to consider the fact that the president might actually be a toddler, I begin to disassociate. Mm. Anyway. Don't blame you. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, please take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet, and take care of your mental health. I've been AG. I've been Amanda Reader. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by A.G. and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>